It's a special night in Tinseltown, the most treasured time of the year. Amid the tuxes, lavish limos, and velvet ropes lies glitz and glamour, and we're going to take a glance. We'll visit VIP parties attended by powerful players and paparazzi alike. After all, there's no business like show business. Tonight, we'll seek the most sought-after award available. And action! We are going to lift the curtain on the oh-so-opulent Oscars on this week's FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, hello, amigos, and welcome to this, another exciting edition of FYI. Another week, another topic that we delve into. And if you guys remember, there is a Hollywood episode, but this one's going to be a little bit different because we're going to focus solely, solely is another way of saying only, on Oscar night, or as it's called, the Academy Awards. But many of us call it the Oscars. Cuidado con esa pronunciación. No es Oscar en inglés, sino ah, Oscars. Like when you go to the doctor and they tell you to open your mouth with the tongue depressor, they say, say ah, pues ese es el sonido. Oscars, opulent, right? That O in English is sometimes Ah, remember guys, when we go over pronunciation things here on the show, I highly recommend that you pronounce the vocabulary and expressions aloud with us. And that's what the PDFs are for, the vocabulary sheets and the worksheets that are exclusively available for patrons. For lower levels, I recommend you use the vocab sheets, and this way you don't miss any of the vocab in the episode. And for higher levels, well, you can make it more of a challenge, and you can see how many of the different vocabulary words you could get and fill in. If you want to find out about getting these very useful PDFs, as well as bonus content, weekly and monthly classes with me, well then consider becoming a patron. And you can find out more over at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And at this point, I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons for making this weekly podcast possible. So a nice shout out to my super duper students, Francisco, Sabela, Tony, Roberto, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Loles. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Pilar, Diego, Carmen, and Diana. You guys rock. If you guys want to find out more about becoming a patron and joining our curious community, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. So I hope you guys got dressed up for the occasion. To dress up is vestirse más formal. Y en un mundo lógico, entonces, dress down sería vestirse menos formal. Well, that's correct. <laughs> it doesn't always work like that, but in this case, it does. I hope you guys put on your tuxedos. Remember, the word tuxedo in English is how you guys say un smoking. It's a very formal suit. We call it a tuxedo or a tux. But let's start with the intro as we always do. I said it's a special night in Tinseltown. And if you recall in the Hollywood episode, we talked about Tinseltown. Another way of calling Hollywood is 
Tinsel Town, Tinsel Town. And that word tinsel, if you recall, is espumillon. It's a word that we use a lot around the holidays. Then I said it's the most treasured time of the year. And the word treasure, I'm sure you recognize, it's tesoro. But if you treasure something, you appreciate it, you love it, you hold it in high esteem. And there's no doubt that this is one of the most treasured times of the year in the Hollywood show business industry. You can call it Hollywood or you can call it show business for short. Or showbiz. As I said, there's no business like show business like no business I know. The next word I used was amid. And amid means in the middle of, entre, no? En medio de, amid the tuxes or tuxedos, una palabra que ya vimos, the lavish limos, and lavish meaning lujoso, extravagant, the lavish limos, and there's another word that we cut short. You can say limousine or you can say limo. And the velvet ropes. And this one is another one that we learned in the New York City nightlife episode. The velvet ropes. Las cuerdas de terciopelo. Estas cuerdas que, bueno, separan los beeps de los no tan beeps. Como yo, right? Uh, it separates the haves and the have-nots, como decimos. Los que tienen y los que no tienen. And beyond, más allá, beyond those velvet ropes lies glitz. And glitz is glamour. It's showiness, ostentación, pompa, glitz, and glamour. And we're going to take a glance. And a glance is una ojeada. You can say a glance or a glimpse. In fact, I was uh, kind of in the air, indeciso, on which one to use, but I might as well teach you both. Then my next sentence was full of peas. Thank God I have my pop filter on my microphone to protect you guys from those powerful peas. I said, we'll visit VIP parties, uh, fiestas VIP. Remember, we don't say VIP, we say VIP. VIP parties attended by. Now, this is a false friend. Asistir is not to assist. Eso es ayudar en inglés. It's to attend. So, attended by powerful players. And when we say powerful, gente con mucho poder, and a player is like an industry player. Alguien que mueve mucho en la industria. It is attended by powerful players and paparazzi alike. Alike siendo Igual. And then I sang that song. I said, after all, porque después de todo, there's no business like show business. No hay ningún negocio como el negocio del show. And I said, tonight we'll seek. To seek is buscar. It's another way to say to search for or to look for. To seek. Tonight we'll seek the most sought after award available. And the word sought after, believe it or not, comes from the word seek. Seek, sought, sought. So if something is sought after, it's deseado, buscado, pedido. Uh, it's a desired thing, sought after. It's a great adjective to know. Tonight we'll seek the most sought after award available. And let's pronounce that word because a lot of my students mispronounce that word 
available. That's got that V and that B. Let's hear it. Available. Then I, uh, I went into director mode and I said, and action. No, hay que extender ese and. En español lo hacéis igual. Y acción. <laughs> so that and is kind of really where you're getting in character and ready to go. And then I said, we're going to lift the curtain. And I use this expression on purpose. To lift the curtain is levantar el telón. Right? The curtain in this case is el telón. But it really means to expose something. In Spanish, I think you say sacar algo a la luz. That's right. We're going to lift the curtain on the oh-so-opulent, oh-so es tan, otra forma de tan, oh-so-opulent Oscars. Are you guys ready? All right, cool. Well, let's start with the name. Why Oscar? What was wrong with the word the Academy Award? Well, it's a little bit long, right? The Academy Award goes to, ba a, es mucho más fácil. The Oscar goes to, que eso es la frase clave. And the Oscar goes to, now, if I told you that the original name of the award was the Academy Award of Merit, Merito, but nobody calls it that. We call it, we don't even call it the Academy Awards anymore. We call it the Oscars. And the question is, why? Where did this person's name come from? Oscar. And there were a lot of contradicting stories. Everybody said it was their idea, their brainchild. Remember, the word brainchild is another way of saying an idea. But some of the stories you'll hear is that a librarian, bibliotecario, I think you say, also an executive director, said that uh, it looked like his uncle, Oscar. You know, there, there are a lot of different stories and none of them have been confirmed. I heard at least three or four different stories. But the important thing is not why. The important thing is that you pronounce it correctly when you say it in English and you don't say Oscar, but you say Oscar. Aha. Now, they didn't start using that nickname, though, until 1939. That's when they started using it officially. But that wasn't when the Oscars started. If we want to see when the Oscar ceremony started, we'll have to rewind. The year is 1929, and the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, yeah, that's their full name. You know when people get up and they say their speech, and they say, I want to thank the Academy. Pues no les da tiempo decir, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. So we just say, the Academy. And in 1929, they held, convocaron o celebraron, their first awards. And they handed out, to hand out as distribuir, they handed out awards at a dinner party. It was kind of a, a smaller event, a more intimate event. Around 250 people were in attendance, and it took place at the Blossom Room, to Blossomus Florecer, in the famous Roosevelt Hotel, in, of course, Hollywood, California. So 250 people. Now you can see these auditoriums, I think they seat thousands of people. But it all started as a small, intimate dinner between 250 friends. Well, maybe not friends, but definitely associates. But even though 1929 was a pivotal year, because it's the year that the Oscars first had their big gala, it wasn't the most important one. Nope. Because think about the Oscars. What is the only way that you can attend the Oscars? You're not going to get an invite. I know I never get one. If you get one, let me know. I'm in. 
I'll be your date. I'll be your plus one. But if you think about it, we are invited to the Oscars every year through the miracle of television and broadcasting, emisión. And that wasn't until 1953. So it started in 1929, and in 1953, it was the first time it was televised. It was televised on the NBC TV and radio networks, and that was the 25th annual Oscars. But we still didn't look at why they started, or who started them, whose idea was it, whose brainchild was it. It was the brainchild of Louis B. Mayer. You recognize that name, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer? MGM, that's right, Louis B. Mayer. He was the head of MGM Studios and the Academy he decided to organize in 1927 as a nonprofit organization. And it was dedicated to the advancement and the improvement of the film industry. Little did he know this would become Hollywood's biggest night. So let's take a look at some of the categories, some of the awards that are handed out or given out, distribuidos, on this amazing night. And now this changes, it fluctuates, but right now, currently, at the time of this recording, there are 24 different categories that you can win an Oscar in. But let's be honest, most people pay attention to the big five. And what are the big five? Best picture. Yeah, it's funny. They don't call it best movie. Did you know that? But also, the word picture was how my grandfather, for example, used to say movie. So let's, let's go back a little bit. The, the word movie comes from moving picture. No, una, una foto que se mueve, moving picture. So back in the day, they used to say pictures. I'm going to go see a picture. And now we say movie from the word moving. So it's funny how that word has adapted from a picture to a movie. And as many of you guys know, we can say the word flick. If you think of Netflix, it kind of makes sense. Now, we don't spell it F-L-I-X, we spell it F-L-I-C-K-S. So, a very native way of saying, ¿Quieres ver una peli? in English is, you want to catch a flick? So, what are the top five? We said best picture, best picture. Then we've got best director. We've got best actor, best actress, and best screenplay. Okay, and screenplay es el guion. Remember, a screenplay is specifically for movies. And, of course, people love to see the best supporting actor and best supporting actress. I think you say secundario or de apoyo. I don't know how you say that. I, I remember knowing it, but I can't remember. Well, we say de apoyo, supporting actor. One of my favorite awards as well, which is not one of the more popular ones, but I think it's brilliant. It's one of my favorite part of movies is cinematography. You guys say fotografía, pero nosotros si es en una peli, mezclamos la palabra and we say cinematography. As a music lover, I also love best score. And the score is the music for a movie, the soundtrack or the score. Let's take a look at some records, some people, some events that have stood out, que han destacado throughout the years. The youngest person to ever win this 
statuette, because you can call it a statue or a statuette, was actress Tatum O'Neill. She was 10 years old, and this was in 1973. The, the movie was Paper Moon. I have to say, I haven't seen this movie, but I know who Tatum O'Neill is, but I didn't realize that she had the record for the youngest Oscar winner. 10 years old. Can you imagine that? I don't even think you really understand what's happening to you at 10 years old. Uh, it must be just uh, as scary as it is exciting. And she won Best Supporting Actress, Kiss Secundaria, I believe you say there. The oldest Oscar winner, yeah, why not? We've got to get the other side of the coin there. The oldest Oscar winner to date, now remember, uh, this could always change because, well, the Oscars are every year, and every year there are changes and people are breaking records. They'll add a category, they'll take a category away. But uh, when, at the time of this recording, I should say, the oldest winner was Christopher Plummer, and he won Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Beginners, which was in 2010. He was 82 years old. So the oldest, 82. The youngest, 10. But you know what? I think even being nominated for an Oscar says enough about you. Even if you don't win, I think you go home a winner that night. And speaking of nominations, the person with the most nominations, I asked my wife to guess these and see if she could figure it out. And the person with the most nominations, again, remember it's at the time of the recording of this podcast, is a woman who has 21 nominations. 21. That is Meryl Streep. When I said it to my wife, she says, como no, of course, Meryl Streep, no stranger to the Academy Awards. And the thing is, she keeps winning Oscars. It's not like she won them in her heyday, in su apogeo. In 2011, you know, just a few years ago, not even 10 years ago, she was in The Iron Lady, and she won an Oscar for her performance in that. Another person who's no stranger to the Oscars is Jack Nicholson. That's right. He is the most nominated male actor. He's received 12 Oscar nominations. So no offense, Jack, but Meryl beats you over there. Meryl Streep runs circles around you. Now, that's a very similar exp expression in Spanish, right? To run circles around someone is darle mil vueltas. And I'm, I'm not saying as an actor, but as far as uh, nominations, Meryl Streep is the queen. The most successful films in Academy Award history, they are Ben-Hur. It's a, a three-way tie. A three-way tie is... Un empate a tres. Ben-Hur, which came out in 1959. Titanic, which came out last week. Oh, no, wait, not the FYI episode. I mean the movie. The Titanic movie, which came out in 1997. And the third one, The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. And that was in 2003. And those are the most successful films in Oscar history. They have each won 11 Oscars. Think about that for one second. If a film wins 11 Oscars, that means the actors are great, the writing is great, the cinematography is great, everything, the music. I mean, what we call you're sweeping the Academy Awards to sweep es llevarte todas, ganarlo todo. 
también significa barrer, right? So it makes sense, you know, you take them all home with you. The third film I mentioned, The, the Return of the King, well, this one uh, not only won 11 Oscars, but it won every award for which it was nominated. That must have felt really good, you know, for the producers, the director, like, another, uh, again, again. You know, I imagine at those at that award ceremony in 2003, uh, they kept getting up. I mean, they, they got some good exercise, you know. Another thing that interests people about the Oscars is who's hosting? ¿Quién va a presentar? I love that word host in English because a host es un anfitrión, pero también es presentador. And a good host is really welcoming you into their home, into their world. So I think it's a, an appropriate word. And it's also a verb. So I'll use it as a verb. Bob Hope, a very famous comedian in the United States, well, not anymore, but he was. Bob Hope hosted the ceremony. Are you ready for this? Nine. 19 times. So that's most of the times I was there and alive in my lifetime, Bob Hope was hosting. Now, I seem to remember when I was a little kid that it was always Billy Crystal. You know, Billy Crystal, the actor, he seemed like he hosted quite a few times as well. And another thing about the Oscars, which I think is really, really cool, is the music. The music that they play, it's epic, you know, the music, like the music I played at the beginning of the show. And I found out an interesting tidbit of information about the music. You know why the music is so epic? Does the name Bill Conti ring a bell? ¿Te suena el nombre Bill Conti? Well, he was the guy who did the Rocky soundtracks. Gonna fly That's Bill Conti. Well, he conducted, and to conduct this dirigir una orquesta, He conducted the orchestra. Fijaos en esa eh, la pronunciación, porque en español es orquesta. En inglés es orchestra y tiene como una R. Me recuerda la palabra que siempre me equivocaba yo en español. You guys say cocodrilo. We say crocodile. O sea, hay R's a veces en palabras que no están en vuestras y viceversa. So make sure you pronounce it correctly. So Bill Conti was the conductor or conducted the Academy Awards Orchestra 16 times. That's right, since 1977, the first time he conducted it. And I know what you're wondering. Estáis preguntando, who has the most Oscar wins of all time? Because we talked about movies that were the most successful, but what individual has the most Oscar wins ever? And the answer is somebody we've looked at here on this podcast on a previous episode, none other than Mr. Walt Disney. He has the most Oscar wins of all time, 22 competitive Oscars, three honorary ones, because you guys know, again, they have the Lifetime Achievement Awards as well, and that's 59 nominations. So 22 plus the three honorary ones, And that was 59 nominations, so more than half of the times he was nominated, or almost half the times he was nominated, he won. In fact, he was nominated for one Oscar every year between 1942 and 1963. Now, a lot of people will argue that and say, well, Walt Disney, I mean, a lot of these Oscars he got, you know, after he had died. So they're really Oscars for his company. But then if you think... Who set up that company? ¿Quién montó esa empresa? Whose dream was it? His. So I think they are well-deserved. 
Another unwritten rule is that usually uh, movies that are rated R or, you know, PG-13 or can be a little violent or have a lot of cursing in them, they usually don't win Best Picture. But that changed in 1969. In 1969, the movie Midnight Cowboy, I love this movie, it stars John Voight, who is, by the way, Angelina Jolie's father. And Dustin Hoffman. And it's got that famous song. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear a word to say yet. Only the echoes of my mind. Well, that movie is historic for many reasons. Because it's an awesome movie. Great soundtrack. But also, it is the only X-rated film to win the Best Picture Award. Now, anybody who's ever seen Midnight Cowboy will know that that is not really X-rated. I mean, not by our standards. Remember, in the United States, the rating system that we use for movies are G. G is general audiences. PG, which is parental guidance suggested. PG-13, which means that you have to be 13 or over or accompanied by an adult, of course. And then we have R, which is usually 17 and older. So it's not common to see X-rated films even at the Oscars. But again, if you watch this movie, you'll, uh, you'll probably scratch your head like I did and say, why is this movie rated X again? And we'll wrap up over here with a little trivia question because we have to get to the bonus part as well where I'm going to tell you so much more. I'm going to form this as a trivia question because, well, I did it for my wife and she guessed correctly. Ella adivinó. So let's see if you guys can guess. What was the only sequel, sequela, what was the only sequel to have won Best Picture? Okay, now normally we know this. Sequels don't really do as well as the original. But there was one that did, and many people argue it is kind of the only time in history that a sequel was better than the first one. Did you guess correctly? What if I tell you, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse? That's right, The Godfather. The Godfather Part Two in 1974 was the only sequel to date that has won the Oscar for Best Picture. In the bonus part of today's show, we're going to take a look at parties. That's right, all the hot parties and after parties that we need to be at. We'll also look at some Oscar traditions. We'll look at fashion and fashion faux pas. A faux pas es una cagada. And we'll look at some controversial and weird moments that the Oscars have given us. Oh, and speeches as well. We're going to talk about the 45-second rule, and we'll look at some memorable speeches. And speaking of speeches, I think we're going to end this part of the episode with one of the most moving, heartfelt Oscar speeches that I have ever heard. And this was in 2015. This was J.K. Simmons, the actor J.K. Simmons, who was receiving the award for Whiplash. And he came up to the podium and he really gave a beautiful speech 
about family, and he really put his family up there on that pedestal with him. And I think it was just a beautiful moment. And when I was preparing this episode and I listened to him say these words, I got all choked up. So I think uh, we're going to end this part of the episode with this speech by J.K. Simmons. And I think it's wonderful advice that I think all of us should follow. So folks, I hope that you'll join us in the bonus part of today's FYI. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you to the Academy. Thank you to everyone involved in the making of Whiplash. And I am grateful every day for the most remarkable person I know, my wife, the wonderful Michelle Schumacher. I'm grateful for your love, your kindness, your wisdom, your sacrifice, and your patience, which brings me to the above average children. Even though I may try the patience more, Joe and Olivia, you are extraordinary human beings, smart, funny, kind, loving people, and that's because you are a reflection of your mother. (laughs) And if I may, call your mom, everybody. I'm told it's like a billion people or so. Call your mom, call your dad. If you're lucky enough to have a parent or two alive on this planet, call them. Don't text, don't email, call them on the phone. Tell them you love them and thank them and listen to them for as long as they want to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, mom and dad.